I guess, yeah. Imagine how how uh, how little those people would have been tortured back in Camelot <laughs> if they had a USB lighter. You know, Louis the Louis the Fifteenth yep. wouldn't have murdered anybody. He wouldn't have beheaded any of his wives. Who knows? You know. Yep. Oh man. Uh, hello, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good. Oh, welcome to Dropping Give Me Twenty with Phil Risden. I am Phil Risden. Good to good to see you guys. Uh, we're talking about a lot of different shit. Talking about old things. Uh, we're talking about uh, my podcasting career. We've been talking. You guys don't know, but we've been talking for a solid like 40 <laughs> minutes without the camera rolling, without the microphones being on, without anything going on whatsoever. Uh, so you guys lost out on that. But we have a lot of great things happening, and we got an amazing guest for you. Please give it up for the amazing Brian Chu. Yo, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You're very welcome. And I always am very entertained when I do that. And I'm like, what are they going to, is the person going to sit there in silence? Are they going to make their own sound effects? You know? What did you think about that one? That was really solid. I was like, he's trying. I was like, he's really trying. Like, because you guys don't know, like, Ryan, he came by, he brought like beers. You know what I mean? Like, all this shit. Like, that's how you know a guest is a good guest. You brought amenities. You know, I mean, you might as well have had fucking lo- lozenges or something too. You know, I mean, I Cough think drops. whenever you're gonna go to somebody's house, it's not a requirement, but I always feel like, yo, you got you got to bring something, and it's something that I'm I'm obviously drinking too. You know, so. that's fair. That's fair. But I feel like that's also too like that's a that's a I could tell you're raised right. Are you a very like hospitable person in general? Um. Yeah. I mean, like when people come over, like it's you know i I do normal shit but also i'm like you know like i like my my space and my privacy too so i'm i don't like always just have people over but when they do it's people that i want to be over i'm gonna do what i can if whatever is in my fridge whatever yeah yeah. no i I feel you dude i i fuck with that also i feel like i don't know the habit of like bringing things over and shit like that is like a very that's like an ethnic person thing i think also too Where it's like if you come over to someone's house, you know, especially for a party or some yeah. shit like that, you always make sure to bring shit. You got to have something, you know, even like even when I was a kid, like staying over somebody's house for like a slumber party, you like would offer a snack. You'd like bring something to contribute, right. you know, I don't know what that is. Well, also, I was like, you know, I wanted just to thank you for I was like, yo, this is cool. Like, thank you for having me on this. And I was like, of course, like, it's cool that we get to obviously have a conversation. You know? Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's cool. Like, I was also like, what else can I get? And I was thinking like, oh, does Phil drink? You know, I was like, but what does he drink? So I was like, oh, maybe I'm, I'll get something else. Like, yeah, yeah, something yeah. else. But I just had no idea. So I was like, maybe I was going to show up with a bottle of whiskey and be like, oh, sorry. Well, no, but I love that, though. I love that you're thinking that way. Because that's the thing. It's like, again, it's like. I have my black friends, my Hispanic friends, Asian. They always come with shit. Right. Like if I'm, I'm doing a podcast or they're just coming over my house. And white people don't shit. do that? White people don't do <laughs> none of that shit at, at all. God damn it. I mean, black people, we don't have reparations yet. Would it kill you to bring over a six pack? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I appreciate it. Much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is 
uh, just part of reparations, I guess. The, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had to go through an Asian guy to get reparations. Yeah, I'll, get the, I'll get the money from a white person, <laughs> and then it'll go through me, and then I'll just Venmo black people. There you the go. That's, I, think, I think we solved racism in America. You know, there we go, man. Uh, how are you doing, though? You good? I'm doing good. Yeah, 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 yeah good. good. Good to see you, man. Um, I I wanted to. Well, I'm glad that you were able to uh, come by because I know we had to switch around a few times, um, with scheduling and stuff. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm happy. Uh, so these folks, they they may not uh, know you very well. Uh, Brian, if you have not heard of him is a brilliant uh filmmaker director can he uh and like you know he, he does a lot of different shit i heard that you even worked for uh, vice at one time and stuff too uh you know don't don't fucking laugh you know it's no, fine I know. i've never worked for vice that's fucking hilarious <laughs> well then lie don't Wait, correct who, me who said i worked Marty for vice? told me that uh no i've definitely never worked for vice um <laughs> uh, god damn it i mean i like vice yeah also yeah. Vice has been like from a filmmaking perspective, like you just kind of know that, you know, when somebody wants to work for somebody, yeah, they yeah. know that everybody wants to work for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've kind of been like known not to be the best people to work for, honestly. You know, you know, I have heard that in some weird ways, uh, which I'm not sure if I should talk about because I just sent my reel, my editing reel <laughs> into Vice. Yeah, no, to look like, at. I'm the same thing. I'll probably, say, but that's the that's the like two sides. The of whisper. Those. Yeah, yeah. I have I have heard some stuff about that, uh, but that's the thing about just being like an eager filmmaker or an eager a person eager to work in production right. of any type, whether it's audio production. Uh, you know, film production or even just like artistry, because that's the whole thing. It's like it's easier. It's not easy to get a job in America, especially not now. But like there's plenty of jobs that you can walk into a place, fill out a fucking application, leave it. And that's it. Whereas like with what we do, it's like you really you have to use your imagination, create these things with no money, create these things, hope they're good. And then from that, you send them in to other people for them to look at right. and hope they think it's good and hope they give you either some sort of freelance work yeah. or hire you on as an actual staff member. Right. You know, I, I just think that's like such an odd thing. It's like if you try to work at like Dwayne Reed, you know, they don't want to see your like pill organizing skills yeah. before they don't need a reel right. of seeing you you know fucking reload the drink you know uh locker but they might need a resume uh, that is that is true so you need a resume like our resume you know it's like if ever if anybody ever asked me for a resume i'd be like i don't have a resume <laughs> yeah, yeah but like my resume is you is know, this shit. my work you know and just yeah, different yeah. things that you know you've made you'd be like all right that's more than what you can write on a piece of paper. You know? That's that's fair. And also, guys, uh, you when I said drink locker, you might have been wondering what I was referring to. Uh, that's a refrigerator. I, I realized <laughs> after I after I said it, I was like, "There's no such thing as a drink locker." <laughs> so it's a refrigerator, and I'm an idiot. Uh, but no, go back to what you're saying. I think that's absolutely uh, that is absolutely true. I mean, it, yes, you do need a resume. All I'm saying is that it's just one of those things where it's just like sometimes. You just don't know where to start. And I think it's also one of those kind of like cyclical things where which happens in all markets where it's like you can't work here until you have experience. Right. And it's like, well, I can't have experience until, until I work here. here 
or or just or, or until I work and it and it's just like so it can it can be kind of tough in that in that sense. Um, how long have you been doing like freelance and stuff for? I mean, I've been doing filmmaking probably since like you know professionally maybe ten ten years. Okay, like doing commercial work, doing my own stuff. Um, before that, I started filmmaking just as a kid. Like mm. you know, we talked about this, just doing like little skate videos. Yeah, yeah, shooting videos. little stuff. I see the Thrasher shirt you're rocking. <laughs> and, you know, and then during the recession in 2009. Uh, my brother and I, we went to all 50 states with a camera, just like hopped out of our van, slept in the van, and just documented what people were experiencing during what we thought at that time, one of the most like uh, important times in American history. Yeah. Little did we know <laughs> this the was pandemic gonna was going to happen. We were like, oh, <laughs> recession, what? We were like, money and all this stuff. So we did that independently. And then after that, really you know, people started hitting us up for uh, work. And we were, I was like, oh, this could be a, a, a job. You nice. know? And so, you know, and then you start to balance like, all right, commercial work, but then also always having something that, you know, you're you're drawn to because the clients are going to see that and then hire you to do that, you know? So it kind of goes, it, it just like kind of bounce, bounces back and forth. No, I definitely, I definitely like, uh, feel that I would say like, do you kind of struggle? Well, it, well, number one, like you said, you do commercial work. Is that most of where your expertise like lies as far as like, is that most of what your schedule is? I mean, commercials and it's a mix. Like sometimes it is, but then yeah. also sometimes, you know, you kind of are just waiting for, you know, a couple big projects just to like. Well, that's that's why I was gonna I was gonna ask you is like how do you deal with that in between time? Yeah, you know what I mean because sometimes yes it does come in where it's just like get a music video one time you get right. this you get that and it's just like every week you're right. doing something and then some I've had like months sometimes where yeah. I'm just not doing shit and it's hard to even like kind of stay motivated in yeah. that sense. How do you battle that? Feeling? Well, I think the in between time it's always like you're always thinking. I should be doing something else. But in actuality, I think whatever, you know, this is what I'm trying to also learn because, you know, like I go through the in-between times too. When you're busy, shit's amazing. Yeah. And when you're not, you start to feel like, oh, maybe I should start doing something else. Yeah, but then yeah. also you, like, I try to remind myself like, all right, be patient. This time, whatever it is that you're not busy is also what's supposed to be happening. And I always like think about this too. Like when, um, when things are like going amazing, mm -hmm. you're never thinking like, Oh, when is like, when is it going to be not amazing? But when it's horrible, you're just like, this is the worst thing ever. When is it ever going to get better? <laughs> I, I, I disagree. Because I'm not going to lie. Half the time when things are going great, I'm just like, when is the shoe going to drop? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a comedian. It. All right. I got, yeah, I got yeah, bad yeah. shit in my head. If everything's going right, I'm like, this is set up. This isn't real. What's the, you know, I'm, I'm like, what's happening? Something to go wrong. I'm just waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. I'm like, these people, everybody's in on it. They're waiting yeah. for this shit to happen, you know, but, um, I don't know. You do you deal with it, and it's you know it, you have ups and downs. I, I can be a very positive person too, um, but yeah, man. I mean, that's that's very interesting that uh, you think about it that way, and I think you're totally right too. Where it's like you just need to stay on track with kind of what you're doing, and not really, you know, uh, compare yourself with other people. 
Try not to compare yourself even with yourself too much. Okay. You know, um, do you have issues with that though? Like kind of like looking at your own paper? Like, do you have people that like you, you maybe came up with in filmmaking who are doing really well right. and have you had issues where like they're doing great and you're, you maybe don't have as many projects coming in and you're looking at them like, or are you just all good? I mean, like, I think that that definitely exists, you know, it's like maybe not the people that I came up with because also the people that are around me, you know, whatever success they have, um, I'm happy for, mm -hmm. but definitely like, you know, you start to think like, oh, somebody has the film festival awards or this or that. And you start to like, kind of want that mm -hmm. or like want views or sponsorships. Yeah, and all yeah shit. of course. But then also, you know, you kind of realize that it's like, all right, like whatever we have, we have a, a lot and mm. enough of, you know. So like I always try to remind myself, too, it's like, all right, like you got to do your thing and you like see what everybody else is doing and absorb that and be inspired by it. But then also, you know, like you are who you are, <laughs> you know, so it's like absolutely if, if you wanted to be famous. And you got that? Is that what? Is that like really the the goal? You know? So yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know. I think maybe because I'm not famous or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. But like, it's easy for me to say that in 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 my position. But also, I'm like, all right, if I got fame or if I got this or if I was here, like, would that actually even matter you know yeah. it's like i don't know i'm I'm not sure but i've never experienced that you know and i'm not sure that i ever will but it doesn't really that's not the point for me you know yeah well i think i think you're definitely right uh with that because you know maybe it's all the mushrooms and acid that i've done but i when it comes to artistry i kind of had have that have had that epiphany that like uh you know, all life is kind of relative. Right. That's not saying I want to be some somebody dirt poor who doesn't have a home and right. can't eat. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> trust me. I want to buy nice shit and do nice yeah. nice things. But, you know, we look at these people like Martin Scorsese or somebody like Brad Pitt right. or Owen Wilson or whoever. Yeah. Right. And some of them go through through depression. Like I remember Owen Wilson, uh, he tried to like commit suicide a couple years ago right. with like prescription pills. And people yeah. were like why would he do that? Right. Blah, blah, blah. And the answer is it's like because in life, everything is relative. Right. Like, yes, when you didn't have a Ferrari and shit like that, you know, a Ferrari was a nice car. But now that you have that money, a Ferrari is just something that takes you to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you didn't have a mansion, a mansion was the it's what heaven looked like right. to you. You know, but now you live in that mansion and that's where your wife left you. And now it's just a house that nobody is in. Yeah. You know, and I think I think once you have those material things, you start realizing that it's not about the material anymore. It's about what actually makes you feel fulfilled as a human being, as an artist and, you know, as a family member and, and all those things. Um, so I want I wanted to ask this, you know, like what kind of fulfills you uh, film wise? I mean, like, like, um, I mean, the whole reason why I do this, and we talked about this before too, we should have been filming that, but like <laughs> the whole reason why I, I make films is to put myself out there and talk to other people. 
Yeah. And so it's like, I could, of course, just live my life and have a conversation with somebody or maybe not, you know, but like, I think having this idea, like, you know, just even walking around with the camera or anything for me is just a tool is like a way to open up some kind of conversation to be like, Hey, like you find this person interesting for whatever reason, or mm. you're drawn to whatever they're doing, mm. whether it be visual or maybe they're out there doing something that brings you in. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like you just, you open that door, you know? And so I think for me, filmmaking is just that is just a way to like access somebody's life. Like look at where I'm at now. And because of a camera, not this one, but just any camera is like, yo, like you invited me into your, your home, you know? And yeah, it's like, yeah. yo, I get to see how you live. And that is uh, important for me. And I'm just a curious person, you know? And like, I think as much as like, the other way around too, like, you know, people coming over to my place is, is one thing, but also I'm just like, yo, if I can have access to somebody's home and somebody's life and be able to ask them questions, just like you're asking me is like, that's, that's dope. And that's why I do it. Nice. See, I, I, I like that, man. Like that's what I kind of, well, number one, I think that's something that, you know, you having that energy kind of struck me immediately as like I met you because and I, I had a good feeling that I would like you because even when like Madi before Madi even introduced us, he did tell me about you and everything. Right. And what made me immediately like you before meeting you was he was like, Yeah, I just met this guy and he was at like a show or a mic or something and we just start hitting it up. He's telling right. me about comedy. Uh, you know, I'm telling him about comedy. He's saying he wants to start documenting more comedy shows and shooting more stuff and blah 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 and you know, lo and behold, I just tell him to start shooting me, right. and he just does. Yeah, and then COVID happened, right? And we got this crazy film out of it, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Because I think there's there's so many people, uh, so many artists, and I, I think it's for good reason too that that I think can be a little jaded when it comes to just picking up and shooting, right? Uh, unless it's like you know, them going out solo to interact, uh, you know, and just like shooting, you know, kind of behind the camera, right. but to, to meet somebody and for them to be like, shoot me. Yeah. And then just be like, okay, that's like, I think for so many people, they're very, very apprehensive to do that and everything. And I kind of really admired that you really took that chance, you know, and it, and it went well. But to me, like the ch like it's flipped too because I'm on the other end of the spectrum. It took, it takes the other person also to mm -hmm. be like, all right, I accept this person to film me for yeah. an extended period of time and to ask me whatever fucking dumb questions or whatever film stupid shit. And there, I think there's a level of trust that has to happen on both ends to be like. All right, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a filmmaker. I need to have my perspective. But I'm mm. really not trying to make anybody look bad. But, like, the person that I'm filming also requires a level of trust to be like, all right, this is a camera that has an enormous amount of um, power, you know? Yeah. And who is behind this camera? Yeah. And I think that maybe that's where, you know, Madi or different people, like, that I've come in contact with just, like, are a little bit more comfortable because I'm the person holding the camera. So who yeah. who am I? And I think maybe then 
walls get like kind of broken down to be like, all right, he's a cool dude. Just happens to have a camera, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, I want to, I like, I want to film people, but also the person that I'm filming, I want them to be an active participant in it too, you know? Definitely. They are human beings, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You tell me not to film this. I might film it anyways, <laughs> but I might not use it. You know, it's like you got to do it. You know, but also See, that's smoking <laughs> like a true filmmaker. Though you're like, you tell me not to film it. I'm still gonna film it, but I just won't show it anymore. You have to. When people say don't film it, that means you should film it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. I feel you, man. So, like, all right, like that, that's very interesting, and I, I definitely think you lucked out with Madi, of course, right. of all people, because he's just such an interesting. Yeah. And kind of like a magnetic kind of guy. Right. You know, he can really just get you into his world, uh, which is a huge talent that I think a lot of people don't have. So shout out to Madi Drummond. Love Hell you, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but like uh, I, I wanted to ask, like, you know, uh, so documentary filmmaking, is that a majority of what you do? That's pretty much all, all that I do. OK. So like, you know, I've done some music videos. Thought about. You know, maybe doing some narrative stuff here and there, but really, I think documenting just real people in like their real environments is really my my strength. You know, like a lot of filmmakers might come in and then like want to set the light up here and want to do this and do that, but then you're altering how something feels. You know, so yeah. like the documentary work is like a little like grittier. It might not be as like pretty. Mm. but it's uh it's it's real you know and like how something is lit and how somebody's spaces is, is is important to show that how like a real person it like yeah exists in this society you know and is and is that what like kind of sucks you in is like the the rawness and the and the honesty and the the realism because i'll say this like you know, as far as filmmaking goes, I feel like documentary filmmaking is definitely the most unforgiving. Right. In the sense that there's not as much money in it. Right. I feel like it's definitely like a very thankless right. like mistress. So it's almost similar to stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why we get along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the stand up comedy of like filmmaking where it's like you it just gotta keep is. making it and making cool. it until you just have real one right. really, really good one and you know who knows so yeah. so yeah is that that's what really like has always sucked you in is yeah because you know, because I, I think that like kind of starting from doing skate videos it's like that is a kind of a form of documentary it you is know? definitely and you're really you don't need that much you do need a camera you need time and then beyond that you know lighting or whatever like you don't you don't got to worry about that you just have to have access to somebody and i think like uh you know uh, martin scorsese like you know they you know you go to a film school you have you have all the shit you know you write the script you have a crew like i just never had access to that so i thought like all right how do you take something that is well you don't have so it doesn't really it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. but then you try to use it to your advantage like all right so what do i have yeah i have yeah, access yeah. to people i have access to a camera and so just documentary work just kind of like fell into my lab and but it's dope because it's like it's real you yeah, know yeah. And that's what i like about it so it kind of blends this like 
uh, skating, like filmmaking with like re- a little bit of reality TV with like the historical documentaries. And then just like the wave of documentaries also like, you know, kind of had a resurgence probably in the last, I would say like 10 years. Because before it was mm-hmm. like, yo, you would watch documentaries in school and that yeah. was it. And the biggest one was like Super Size Me. That was like a blockbuster documentary, Bowling for Columbine. Yeah, Michael Moore. Yeah. You know, those were like the two. Right. You know, and then, you know, and he had, and Michael Moore had like uh, Fahrenheit 9-11, I believe, too. Or is that a, no, that's, that, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had that. Um, and those were like the three ones that were like big. And you're right. Like it did kind of just, it was kind of gone after that. But then like, you know, you think like, all right, so you think like those are more traditional documentaries, but what about like, um, like Jackass? Like, you know, they've obviously, yeah. came, like I would kind of consider that documentary. A little it is. Too, it, no, you know? it absolutely like, is. Yeah. So there's also this like idea of like how we think about documentaries is, is, uh, yeah, is kind of broad. And there's a lot of influence that documentaries have on like like traditional filmmaking too they look at documentaries and draw what they want from it too and then they put it in movies yeah and then it kind of goes back and forth you know got you got you so all right let's uh let's turn the dial back um you know tell me a little bit about you kind of uh growing up you're talking about your brother you guys were shooting you went through a van across the country Sounds amazing. And we'll even get to that too. Um, but does he do filmmaking as well? Yeah. So we have been doing like, so the production company that we started with a couple other people. Oh, too. so you guys started it like together. Okay. Yeah, I had like, no idea. Okay. Yeah. After the, um, the, the road trip. Yeah. Then, you know, we started a production company. Okay. And then with, yeah, like two other, two other close friends. And then, um, and then we brought on, two other people too so it was like really six of us and we just like started doing commercial work and making short films and documentary stuff that's fucking dope man that's fucking dope uh so where did where did you guys grow up i grew up in uh southern california orange county okay i can kind of tell you have that kind of vibe i'm like he's just super fucking chill just like super fucking chill i was like that makes total sense yeah orange county and then that was like the majority like yeah suburbs yeah yeah like you know we didn't have a white picket fence but that was kind of like the idea of like the 80s and 90s american dream of course you know like nice uh nice public schools yeah maybe a cabbage patch doll you (laughs) know (laughs) beating babies and pogs and shit skateboards and bikes yeah and then then i lived in uh (laughs) san francisco for like a 10 i would like yeah probably 10 years i was like you know, maybe from the time I was like 18 to 28. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of like where I became an adult. And yeah, like experimented with just whatever the fuck San Francisco had to offer. You know? <laughs> well, how how was that? Because number one, I've never been to the West Coast ever, ever. You would uh, love San Francisco. That's what I fucking hear. Yeah, yeah. And I've always just heard about like the art scene out there. Did you learn a lot? Uh, you know about filmmaking by being out there just kind of absorbing everything yeah because also like san francisco is like a it's a smaller version of new york like so you kind of have in the sense of like you kind of have everything that new york has to offer in a smaller um vicinity okay right so you kind of have like the social issues you have 
you know, like class issues. You have uh, just like ton, like so much, and you it's very apparent. Like you might walk one block and see this. You might want walk one block and see this. So like San Francisco, I think like you know, kind of opened my eyes to like uh, what things could be, but then also the reality of what things like are you know and, and you and see it so okay so that that's very interesting i've never heard of that comparison that way san francisco and oakland right they're very close by each other but like what are some of the differences between those cities you know yeah like i mean because i always hear so much about oakland yeah and san francisco almost as if they're one city right is it like new york and brooklyn separated yeah kind of like uh new york and brooklyn but then also um you can drive across but you can't you can't walk or bike across so it's a bigger i would say divide so it takes longer to get there it's like 40 minutes away like three, i mean like honestly if you were if to, just to drive across the bridge probably 10 minutes so it's, oh, wow. it's short it's not like a really long it is kind of a long bridge but like i would say you know new york or manhattan in brooklyn it's it's a it's easier to get across because you could walk, you could bike, you could take the train and you could drive across, but also the trains stop at, you know, midnight or 11 o'clock. So I think there definitely was some kind of a plan when they had this bridge that they were like, all right, you could drive, but we don't want people coming oh, going across. back and forth and yeah shit. exactly and you were saying like there's like different like racism or social issues do you there's think definitely that might have been one of the reasons For why sure. they didn't want For oakland sure. and san francisco connecting i mean i like i wasn't the person that designed it mm-hmm. but it's very apparent that you could you see you see it because because oakland's more of a or was a predominantly black city it's definitely still it like definitely still is and has historically been you know, like the the East Bay. Yeah. And yeah, Oakland yeah. has been like, you know, home of the Black Panthers. Yeah. And like, you know, there's a there's a history of um yeah, a lot of black people in, and that that's like the Bay Area. And not to say that San Francisco doesn't have that, but like I would say that the like a lot of the history of black culture is yeah, like is rooted right in Oakland and, you know, in San Francisco and the the Fillmore district where like a lot of the jazz and stuff like that. that. Well, that's what uh, one place I've always heard about and everything. So that sounds amazing. But let me just take it back to Southern California. So you grew up in Orange County. Yep. But then you moved to San Francisco. Yeah. The little kid (laughs) with a fucking video recorder. Yep. Who wants to be a big fucking movie star goes the opposite direction. Why? What happened? I don't know. I just think when like every time that I went there and I visited, mm-hmm. it just kind of had like a cool like vibe, you know, like the the weather is like cool, the, like there's like fog. It kind of has like a certain like smell to it. There's this like diversity component to that I I like too. And like, you know, just like it kind of had this like raw energy you could walk and see things you know so every time that i visited i was like yo this place is dope and when i thought about going to college you know college like it was the like kind of the easiest school to get into san francisco state which is not a like it was a good school but it wasn't like a like like super competitive it's not stanford it was the first school that was like we accept you 
yeah. before we even see your grades. <laughs> yeah, you're and fine. I was like, cool. All right, I'm going to. I'm at a community college. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Orange County. Be like, all right, tight. Like you, you accept me, I accept you. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, that's that's great. And I, you know, you 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 brought up something uh, talking about San Francisco, talking about walking and being able to see people. I think that's why I love New York so much. Yeah, is it gets all this kind of existential energy that I don't know what to put in. Like I have so much, yeah, I seem like a very relaxed person, but I have boundless amounts of energy yeah. that I cannot put into everything. No, there isn't a, enough time in the day for me to put it into everything, whether it's comedy, it's fucking this, it's fucking working, whatever. But I just have a, a just a crazy amount of energy. It's infinite. And I think walking around here, in the city calms me down so much. And, yeah. and I kind of learned that, like I went to Philly uh, a few days ago and it's definitely more of a driving city, but you can still walk. Right. But like, I noticed when I went down to like Atlanta, like a few months ago, I was, I was restless. Yeah. I couldn't, I just, just want to go on a walk. I just want to go out and walk. I want to see things. I want to experience yeah, things. Yeah. I don't want to go from, you know, almost like, you know, all these restaurants and bars and shit. They're almost like, you know, there's like gas stations and then there's like happiness stations, right. you know, for like humans. It's like, yeah. I don't want to go from one happiness station to another happiness station. Yeah. I need to see what's happening in, in between. between. Yeah. Is that something for you too? Do you really like like taking in the people around you? Yeah. I mean, like I could just, I could walk, you know, like yeah. if, if I walk, it's, you know, like I walk and I always have a camera, what, like just in case you see something. Mm -hmm. But also you, I ride a bike or you take the train. And I think a car is, is good too. But in a car, you're kind of in your own little like bubble. It's, yeah. it's a little bit harder to like roll down your window and have a conversation with somebody. I 100% you know? agree. <laughs> and it's good to get somewhere. And it's convenient if it rains or whatever. But you're like. <laughs> You're not like walking, you You're know, not in the shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, that's where, you know, like, you know, that's why I love, you know, like these street photography and like all these other things that yeah. I've discovered later after filmmaking. It's like, all right, like, you know, it all kind of connects, you know, and that's where the, the filmmaking kind of like relates to it too, because it's like, you know, like a lot of times, like I'm just a person on it with a camera, like, on my like walking around you know mm -hmm. and like then you could hop in a cab or do this or do that with the whole crew and all that stuff you can't you can't do that yeah yeah well i i like that i think i think i think you're right and it's just like I, there's something i think like you're saying it's like i like not having as much limitations on me yeah you can just lift off and go anywhere for sure do whatever you need to do and that's definitely a documentary just thing in general uh like you're saying um but let me ask you, like, are there a lot of Asian documentarians? Um, and 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 if not, does that bother you? Is that something you'd want to yeah. change? I don't know. Elaborate. Like, I think there 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 are, uh, and maybe not like that. I'm trying to think like that. I, you know, I've done a like a ton of research in, mm -hmm. but there definitely like are some in the present, and I'm sure in the past too um and you know for me like I, i'm an asian person mm -hmm. obviously but like um and and i want to use um my filmmaking to to tell asian stories but that's not the the end 
goal for me. And and it might be for some other people too. In the same way that I would say like, um, you know, as a black person, like you're not always trying to, um, like do the same thing. It's like, you're you're not living only for Asian people. Right. 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 That's not your purpose to be strictly. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And like, you know, (laughs) and I love doing it, but also like, I want to be able to like have access to all people, you know? And I think that that's where this idea of like, and this is what I struggle with too, is like kind of like, uh, I'm just going to call it like super woke culture Yeah. to be like, okay, cool. As a filmmaker, you can only tell these stories or as a comedian, you can only have these types of jokes. And like, and that's what I respect about comedians is like you make, make fun of yourself and yeah. your own people and your own culture, but also like you should be able to tap into other cultures too without feeling like you're offending them. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's there's a good way to do that and a bad way to do that, right. but it's kind of up to you right. to take that trial by fire. Right. I think that's the one thing. It's like now they don't even give you the opportunity to have a trial by fire. Like it's just immediately fire, no yeah. trial. And, like, and <laughs> yes. I think that that's where like- Step in and get incinerated. Comedy, music, art, <laughs> like, like, you know, like I get that there's certain things you just can't do or you can't say. And there's a way to do it in, in the right way. But also I'm just like, yo, sometimes like, you know, I might be at a comedy show and someone says an Asian thing. And it's like, you know, to me, I'm like, you could either be offended or you could either be like, all right, this is part of the 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 art form is to yeah. be able to be a little bit uncomfortable. And too. also, too, I think like sometimes things that you shouldn't say need to be said so you know you can't say them. Right. I know, yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know that sounds yeah, like yeah. a weird paradox, right. but it kind of is like that where it's like. You need to be reminded of like where the marker is. And then also, too, I feel like like we're talking if we're talking about like mainstream woke culture, it's like, you know, mainstream woke culture is controlled by white people once again. So it's like shame on you for now telling people all people what is acceptable once again. Right. It's like you went from like treating people like fucking animals, no matter what denomination or race they were right. and saying that's right. And then now you get here and you're like, we're sorry for that, but we won't actually admit that we're sorry, but we're just going to act like we're better right. for certain things. And now all you people who either are white or are other minorities or whatever, who are raised a certain way, whatever, we're not going to take into account any of that. Right. So just deal with our new rules now or you got to get the fuck out. Yeah. It's kind of grimy. And and is this idea of like super woke culture and to bring up every, you know, thing and preface it. I know. Also just bringing it up to be like, all right, well, it's like you can't generalize any group of people as anything. Well, well, dude, and then then even on top of that, like, you know, I have a lot of friends who are like very woke. And also, too, I'm I'm a liberal. (laughs) okay? like I just want to say that YouTube. okay? before you start putting me in some weird algorithms, you vote for them. All right. I actually I voted. I did vote for Biden. I did vote for Biden. I kind of regret it because he's like a weird idiot. But I was just like, just get Trump out of there. I voted for Biden. I voted for Bernie before. Um. But like, you know, I I think we're in this kind of like weird zone right now, you know, with uh with so much of that shit. And I yeah, I think you're I think you're totally right. Just in the in the sense of like, yeah, telling what people what they can and can't say and this and the third. Uh, I kind of I fucking lost my train of thought. But um, 
but yeah, it's just we're in this kind of like very interesting place. I did want to ask you uh, this question though. Um, so like again, like being like an Asian person yeah. growing up in like where you where your parents because you're from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So were your parents born in America or born in another? So they country? were born in Taiwan. Okay, and then they came to the U.S. California probably when they were in their like. Tw- in their 20s okay and at that time yeah like early 80s um after america um had a um i forget what the exact uh word was but they had kind of like opened up their doors to asian immigrants asylum kind of for yeah i don't know if it was asylum or do you call it asylum if there's no conflict (laughs) if you're just like yeah come on it was like asian i don't know if it was called the and this is bad that I don't know this, but it's like kind of an Asian immigration. Uh, oh, they had, they banned Asian immigrants from coming to America for a long time. Really? And they lifted that uh, in the eighties, and that's when, um, like, most, literally banned it. Yeah, like, like there was no, a like yeah, yeah yeah like <laughs> I, I have crazy. to look up exactly what it is, and I shouldn't. Yeah yeah I yeah. Should yeah know that's it. it. But um, yeah, and then after that, that's when a majority of the Asian immigrants came. Um, the Chinese mm-hmm. and Taiwanese, yeah. Okay, so uh, I I wanted to ask you this, like again, you know, like uh, because my family, you know, is from Jamaica and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, it's an immigrant family, so I have had some of those pressures yeah. of just like, you know, let's just say they did not expect me to be a comedian, right? Okay, yeah, very like. You know, from even from being young, like, you know, my mom was a single mom, right. but even she was just kind of on my ass, even when she couldn't be yeah. just being like, what did you read today? Fucking like, did you do this? I want you to do the And The goal is always doctor, lawyer, engineer, right. those kind of three things. Yeah, do whatever yeah. you want in that group, right. but stick to that group. You know, like I used to tell jokes in front of my family right. and they were like, you'd make a great lawyer. <laughs> like they didn't see me as a standard comedian. I'm right. running around like telling them jokes. Yeah. And I think I'd make a great lawyer. Right. Um, so like you taking the route as a, you know, as a filmmaker, you know, is that something that was hard for you? And like, how do you feel about that? That yeah. pressure that I think a lot of Asian people go under where yeah. their parents are just like, fucking do it. Yeah. Like we definitely grew up in a family that I think education was super important. Mm-hmm. Also because they moved to this country for that reason, yeah. right? To be That's like, always, hey, nope. we're going to like, you got to do good in school. You're an investment. You know? And like, I, I, I did pretty good in school, but also I'm like, I was interested in a lot of other things. And then when it kind of went in time for, you know, careers or whatever, like they were also just like, do whatever makes you happy. You know, oh, that's so great. Like, there wasn't a, a huge pressure. I think filmmaker wasn't really like, <laughs> dump something that they thought of yeah but yeah. they were like all right if you can make money from it then then cool yeah, you know yeah. but also like that was you know my parents my grandparents they're they were a little more conservative to be like they just don't understand how you can make money off of doing <laughs> of course something. yeah yeah they don't even think it's like a real thing <laughs> and they're it like, barely is you know you barely make money from yeah it. no that's true <laughs> it's true but yeah yeah but i yeah i just always have to ask stuff like that whenever i hear people have like immigrant parents and stuff like that yeah i'm just like because it's it's one of those rough things where you want to live your own life right. but then you feel this pressure of like i have to live almost for these other people yeah as if they're almost like living through you right and then in a way you know if you don't 
capitalize on how you feel, you start resenting those people. Yeah. You know, and which is also unfair to them too, because yeah. they're really just scared parents yeah. who don't want you to be destitute. Right. You know, especially because this country does not take care of its poor yeah. in any way, shape, or right. form. So I can completely understand it. But uh that's that's really cool. So especially the fact that like you and your brother both do that and they're yeah. like all right like yeah like and that's that's like the cool thing is like they were just like especially because we're doing it like together mm-hmm. you know like we're like literally running around driving around with the camera and like yeah they were super supportive you are, know? are you the older one or younger one? younger one you're the younger one yeah yeah okay wait do good. you have a sibling I do. Yes. I have uh, I have two siblings. Okay, so I'm trying to let me try to guess. Yeah, yeah, like, get a gauge. You're maybe in the middle. I think you might be in the middle. Middle? Why do you say that? I don't know. Just like because you kind of have a little bit of like the younger sibling, just like free spirit with the older sibling <laughs> responsibility, or maybe yeah. the younger, maybe the younger. Yeah. <laughs> well, or you're just the oldest rebellious one. Actually, I have no idea. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm the youngest, actually. Youngest. All right, cool. So I was kind of like- You were, yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm, the, I'm the youngest. My, my brother and sister are both like 15 and 16 years older than me. So I'm basically like an only child okay, in yeah. like a weird way. But it was really cool because like, you know, growing up, like my dad wasn't really around. So like my brother would like take me to like right. baseball games and all sorts of shit like that, right. which is really and fucking 15 awesome. years difference. Like that's that's like, yeah, pretty much like it's really solid 15. Like, yeah, he was 18 when you were three. Yeah, dude. And that's it, an adult. It's crazy. And you get to I think in one way. I almost, uh, you know, it's it's really cool because you get to see the stages of a man yeah. in a way that I think I wouldn't have got to see if I had a father. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the only difference is that, you know, he went away to college and right. he was like living in Boston for a few years, even after college. So I did miss a little bit of that age, but yeah. you're right. Like, it's like when I when I was 15 he was 30 years old yeah so it's like i got to you know you get to see yeah. like what youth looks like but like older youth right, right, right you know and shit like that and it was it was really really cool and my sister she's super cool too and stuff and she lived in jersey like you know when i was born and stayed there she still lives there now she has kids and everything and you know she was basically like a second mom to me and everything yeah. which was annoying back then right because she would turn on like parental controls when we're trying to watch <laughs> south park but <laughs> but South Park's you know, not that bad. <laughs> it's not bad now, but South Park in like yeah, the nineties, yeah, they're yeah. like, "What is this ludicrous fucking shit?" Yeah. They're saying shit and fuck every day. Right. Were your parents really strict with like shit like that, like curses and sex and stuff on TV? A little bit, yeah. I mean, we also didn't have we didn't have cable. There was no cable okay. TV, so we had like you know ten channels. Of yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know the news and like but then also like you think like we had like maury and jerry springer and judge judy <laughs> yeah. and like soap operas bad and, TV like, yeah like all kinds of shit and oh yeah and like at that time like the simpsons was kind of like bad before south park yeah yeah around. before south park came around <laughs> you thought it's like simply like it's basically like cocaine and crack yeah it's like you think that's bad oh we yeah, got some yeah, shit yeah. for you yeah, you yeah. know uh what about so your family are from Taiwan? Are you guys Christian at all? Religious? Or? Yeah, we grew up going to church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you know, I I don't think that they always went to church, but like later, you know, it was kind of like, oh, you know, this was like a thing, you mm-hmm. know, like you raised the kids like going to church. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, did, we definitely did that, 
And like, you know, I don't go to church now mm-hmm. and I have nothing against, um, you know, religion, but mm-hmm. also just like, yo, know, it was like a great environment to, you know, raise a kid to like meet other people that, you know, I wouldn't it's- even say it was like good or or bad but it's just like it was cool like it's it's a community out with them yeah 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 no i understand because i was raised in the church i used to have to go to like youth group and all that shit like even when i was like in high school my mom was like songs you know yeah yeah yeah. do do the little communion shit you know are you uh are you are you spiritual at all like now or straight atheist i mean like uh spiritual in the sense of like i don't think i would say that I follow any specific uh, religion, but mm. in the sense of like spiritual that I do think that there is not a, a, a God or like, um, but I do think that there's like some, like some kind of spiritual like energy. Okay. Well, know? do you pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ right here, right now? Cause my mother's listening. So she <laughs> needs to know. <laughs> no, I probably, I probably wouldn't, but also, <laughs> Like that's no disrespect to the Jesus Christ, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, so that's yeah, yeah. where I'm kind of like, all right, cool. Like, you know. But if you ask me, do I pledge my allegiance to, you know, Buddha or any other like form of religion? I would, I wouldn't because, you know, I just don't think that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just don't think that there is one religion. You know. Yeah. No. I, I kind of feel. I kind of feel that way too. I mean, I. I was raised in Christianity. I definitely like lean closer to that, but you know, uh, fuck, I guess shit. I guess it's almost like ten years ago now. Yeah. But I was almost going to convert to Islam. Yeah. For a second, I started like reading the Quran a lot and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I still find the text like pretty interesting and stuff like that. But I'm more like you said. I kind of am somebody who's just interested in the spiritual. Yeah. Interested in the books that these people are reading and yeah. that people will kind of connect their lives to because I'm like there has to be something there right. this many people yeah are into yeah. this fucking thing they're willing to not eat pork not fucking drink yeah. not yeah. fuck anybody right there's to be something in this goddamn yeah. book you know? <laughs> you know um so it's it's very it's it's very fun but yeah i'm not uh i'm not super uh strict at that either but if you're gonna choose one religion to join what what religion would it be um i think it if I had to choose one, if you had to, there's just no way you just <laughs> you had to. I think it'd probably be some kind of like Zen Buddhist shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then also like, you know, yeah, like prop, like probably, you know, but also like, you know, growing up in a Christian house, and then also, you know, you there's Buddhist culture in in uh, Asian families, mm-hmm. so you kind of like. Uh, pray to Buddha, you do the incense or whatever. And then, you know, then there's this dichotomy to be like, all right, well, you know, in Christianity, there's only one God. So by you praying to Buddha is like disrespecting uh, Jesus, you know? And so I I think in certain ways, I I think it's one of those things where um, I think that was, because I've heard that point of view. And I think in that way, it's actually kind of uh, a disrespect to God to make the entity yeah. that is the energy of the universe seem that right. petty. Yeah. I think any sort of prayer of appreciation, yeah. that entity can absorb as a prayer yeah. of appreciation. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter what you call it. Because if Christianity is saying that you should be accepting of all people and... I, I'm just assuming it that is, yeah. That. That's, it's like, that's the like, main but why role, yeah. say also then that you also can only pray to one God? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I definitely agree with that. Uh, all right, all right. So, so Brian, uh, you, we were just talking about uh, religion and stuff yeah. uh, before we went to the bathroom. <laughs> so I was wondering, uh, you know, like you said, you grew up in the church yep. and everything, so. Being a church-going, uh, you know, young filmmaker, yeah. did that make you kind of the odd man out in your community? Because you know, not as many Asian yeah. people are are uh, like you know are Christian. Some are like if you're Korean or something, right. but not that many are. And then also, like we were talking about, the engineering, lawyer, doctor type route. Yeah. Did that make you like different or? You know, is it different on the West Coast? Because I've also heard that from some of my yeah. Asian friends. They're like, dude, it's like, yeah, you know? like, I, I don't know. I think definitely the 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 West Coast might be different too, in the sense of like, even the church that we went to mm-hmm. was an Asian church, you know, and it was. Oh like, wow, okay, so it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Asian church, and it was like a non-denominational like Asian church, so it wasn't like specifically. I don't know. I, I guess I don't even know the difference between. No, the there's no church. Of, I don't think there's any difference between like an Asian church or like any no, no, other. No, but then they would be like, oh, you might have like a Protestant. Oh, something church, like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know the divisions within that. Well, I think that's, that's also good because I think that means that because I think those like with the whole like catholic protestant all that shit i think that's like the first generations of christianity you know now you see a lot more that are just like we're just a church right we believe in god we believe (laughs) in jesus be gay be trans whatever please just come in yeah (laughs) you know and then within that then i think that that should be like all right well you know we are a church but then also extend to all right like uh, this god yeah any god yeah your god my God, whatever, just come. I I agree, and I think I, I in some churches will do that. Like I've yeah. I've heard of churches having like uh like mixed uh, services, or they'll have like certain events where like other like it'll be like a church and a mosque, or like a church and a temple, and they'll have like a mixed like uh you know, like a mixed event and they all hang out and stuff like that. So what was your church then? Like what, what type of church was it? Uh, my church was like, pro- my church was Protestant, Protestant and it was like, it was pro- like evangelical kind of Protestant. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of charisma, Yeah. a lot of character. It was a pretty big church. Vocal. Yeah. Very vocal. It was okay. It was, it was, it was a very, very big church. It's called a evangel church. It's in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. It's pretty big. Um, I would say it's like one or two steps below like mega church. You know what I mean? But it was like big enough where they had like the bottom level and then the top balcony level. And they had like like uh, like screens for a projector so you could see the the pastor's face better. (laughs) So it was it was a large church. But I tell you right now, bro, like that. He was a beast. dude. Like as a comedian now yeah like seeing him i'm like that guy's fucking right. good yeah like i still remember him his name was pastor brennan out of evangel church in scotch plains new jersey and like even before i was a comedian it's like at that time 
I was a little iffy about church being like 14, 15. You just start smoking weed. Yeah. You're like, what is this? What is meaning? But dude, like I'd be there like, you know, half asleep or whatever. But he would always give a good sermon. Always. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what? that's one of those things where it's like, even if you don't believe in it, it was like, that was great. That's that's how I think it should be. You know? I think so, too. I think so, too. And even if you weren't Buddhist, you could take some idea of, um, you know, from whatever religion that I think people. Yeah. Like there's clearly followers of a lot of religions. Yeah. It's like there's something there that somebody somebody's drawn to the messaging. And yeah. it's like you don't have to follow it solely. No, like, no. There's got to be something there. There know? has to be. And I, you know, I also too, I think like, I wish there was just like, a, like literally like a non-denational, non-denominational yeah. temple. Right. Where just all religions could come together and just compare notes. Right. And you there's got to be more religions than that, that like, you know, like that we don't even really know about. Oh, you know? totally. So there's there's like, tons. I mean, there's all sorts of like. Because even when it comes to like the major religions, I guess right. you could say like Judaism, Christianity, Islam, right. and like Buddhism, right. I would say are like probably like the top four, mm-hmm. right? But like all those religions, right. all of them are colonial religions, and not meant in, in the in the thought of like white, just white religions and right. stuff like that. But the simple thought of like someone from another place came to a certain foreign land, yeah. took over that land. And impose their will of religion right. over that land, right. and now they worship this. Right. And and that's where it's like, all right, so that idea of religion is still something that's like physical on paper. That's an idea, but it's also it's like the religion of um, the religion of just like nature. <laughs> you know, it's like yo, like the the Native Americans. Like, is that even? It that was not even really religion. You know, that's just a spiritual thing you know well i i think you're right and it's like it's it's not even that it's like yeah you're right it's not it's not religion in the way that we think about it. it's just giving thanks for what the world is you know and i think there's a lot of religions like that like i mean you know they talk about like uh you know with african stuff like the the old gods and like the maharishas and stuff like that and like old african gods and i'm just learning about them now but yeah that's that's a big thing that's just kind of just been erased in a certain way right you know like, have you ever like just stood in front of like a mountain and been like damn this is dope or like a waterfall or like whatever like here in the city we would look at like a skyline and yeah like, yeah it's man-made but you're like oh this is amazing you know well dude that's the thing too also is like you know nowadays people in this day and age they you know they laugh at people yeah. who think God could exist, you know? But if you think about it, like, back in the day, man, it's like, how could you not think yeah. that God existed? Right. And I'm not talking about, like, in the 40s and 50s. I'm talking about, like, in the time of, like, Native Americans yeah. 400 years before settlers came. Right. Like, you know, in the time where, like, none of us had any communications with each other. Yeah. And you're talking about fucking mountains and fucking, you know, waterfalls comparing yeah. it to buildings. <laughs> Those are still more incredible than any building right. because we made a building. Yeah. You're looking at a fucking yeah. mountain and a fucking waterfall and yeah. you're like, no one made this. Right. It's just here. Right. It's like, just who, here. Like, who did? Who you did? Know? Yeah. You're like, it's so magnificent <laughs> and it works so perfectly. Someone had to have made it. 
You know, and that's what you think. You're like, someone had to have put this yeah. together. Yeah. And that's where religion comes from, you know? Yep. So it's just like, you know, I understand the need for it. And and it's it's an interesting thing. I just I just wish that some religions didn't uh, treat certain people right. certain ways. Right. And like, I also understand that there's some um, people that need need something to latch on to. Right. And they sure. need they and I, it's, it's fine if if you have something that you're drawn to. And, and I think like if it's not religion, then it might be a favorite band or yeah. this or that it's like you know then you like need this uh tribe to like be a part of you know and i i don't discredit the fact that like regardless of what religion it is we feel this uh draw to find a connection with other uh people yeah, you yeah. Know? no i feel that i feel that and i i i totally get that but i also even feel like you know looking at people who are more atheist i'm like how like I understand the logic of it, yeah. but I'm just like, again, maybe it is the mushrooms. Maybe it's the ass and everything. But I'm like, how could you live in this world and just not yeah. feel like simply yeah, just yeah. not feel that there is just something else here yeah. like working? And it doesn't mean that there is like a quote unquote. And I got this from Pete Holmes's podcast, a lifeguard God yeah. who watches you and goes, hey, no jerking off. Hey, no fucking. You know what I mean? None of that shit. But it's like there's a mother, there's some type of motherfucking thing that's out there that probably doesn't really necessarily care about us. Yeah. But it just exists and it it somehow is intertwined in all of this. So would you say How that do you not feel that energy? The mushrooms and the acid like helped you break down those things that I think it exemplified what I already knew. Yeah. So it's like I was already somebody who is a little bit more I wasn't really religious. I believed in God and stuff, um, but I wasn't like hardcore, right. like religious, and I I never really have been. But like I tell people with with psychedelics, it's like all it does is like it tells you the things you already know, yeah, but just in a very passionate and like kind of louder way, right. where it's like you know, uh, you know, you, you when you take mushrooms or something. You're like, we're all connected. Yeah. It's all about love. And it's like, you're sober and you laugh at those things. Right. But we laugh at those things because they're too scary to actually come to terms with and own up to in every second of every day. Right. That's why we don't. Yeah. We act like we're not connected. Because if we were all connected and everything is love, then everybody would have to act in a loving way to each other all the time. And society might not keep going Yeah. if we acted that way. Yeah. You know, so it's like, again, yeah. So it's like psychedelics just tells you the stupid, like the things you think are stupid and that you scoff at, but you secretly know are true. It just makes those things a lot bigger. Have, have you done uh, any of those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like, you know, like I'm not going to say like a lot of mushrooms, but like I've done enough, <laughs> enough to the point where I didn't know who I, w I was. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's, that's a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, like, you know. In, <laughs> For everybody sitting at home. That's a lot of in the in the best way to be like you know then I had to like rebuild this idea of like who who I am you yeah. Know? yeah 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 but also like yeah I, I mean I think you're you're definitely right but also it's like that's the beauty of of that is like in the right environment yes you start to realize it's like all right all this shit that like we think about ourselves or we think about other people. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. matter. It's all like, bullshit. 
let like you are who you are. Yeah, we man. live in this place. Cool. You know, and that's you know? it. Yeah. You know, and like but then when you come back from it, then you start to realize it's like, all right, well then there are these these yes. rules that we have to uh, live by, you know, and the the planet is 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 uh deteriorating. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, racism exists and all this shit is still there. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. Exactly. Like you like you're like uh like you were saying and kind of like I was saying where it's like, yes, like love is love, we're all connected, the universe is all connected and everything. Right. But we still got to build this bridge. Right. So yeah. let's figure that out right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, you know, that's that's how it is. Uh, I wanted to ask you this. Um, have you ever been to uh, Taiwan? Yeah. Before? Yeah. Like we went as kids a lot. And then probably like, you know, a little bit later we stopped going. Okay. And then I went back more as an adult. And then, you know, the moment you kind of land you know like as much as i'm american it's like you land there and you're like all right these are like my people yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. just like you know i think that that's just like um yeah just something that you identify with and you become curious about you know because mm -hmm. like if somebody were to ask me i'd be like yeah i'm i'm asian american but like i i was born here i'm i'm american you yeah. know but then you go back there and you're like oh shit like yeah i'm yeah. american but i'm also like these like you know like i might not speak the same language even yeah, yeah. but like you look like them you yeah know? they're and they're you all on your frequency man like do you experience that like yeah yeah i uh well you know it's kind of interesting i've been to jamaica i think like three times yeah you know i wish i went more as a kid but again you know single mom stuff working mad hard and shit yeah, yeah. um but like also uh so i've been to jamaica first time we went i think I was super fucking young. So I like, I barely remember. Uh, and then like we went another time when I was like 15 or 16, but so many of my family are gone from Jamaica now that we stayed in a resort. And I remember that feeling odd. Yeah. It's not that it wasn't nice, right? but it was strange. Cause you're like in a resort with, like non-Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. It was like, oh, this is like kind of a, again, in a weird way, like kind of a colonial thing. Yeah. It's like you came to this fucking poor country, you put slaves here who didn't even live here. Right. You fucking slaughtered all the native people. Yeah. You put slaves here. Then they kicked you out. They fought back and kicked you out, whatever. And then you come back a couple of years later when the place is destitute because you didn't teach these people any real skills. Right. And now you start building things on their real estate. Yeah. And now they're here. And one of their kids has to like leave this country because it's not that stable to come to another white country, you know, and then they come back through this white country's gate, yeah, you know, of yeah. what this of, of what Jamaica is. So it was, it was uh, so many layers yeah. to it. Uh, but it was still interesting because you're going to see people who are just like you like and, and in one way, like I didn't really lose out on any of it because my whole family is in America. Right. So. I mean, I, I grew up living with my grandmother. Yeah. You know, so it's my mom, my grandma, and me. Right. So my grandmother, she's the matriarch of the family. So I'm I'm literally telling you, like, pretty much every day of every week, I would have aunts and uncles over my house. You're talking about, like, 15 people yeah. every t 15, maybe even 20 people a yeah. night are over my home. Yeah. And they're all speaking Patois. And yeah. they're all, you know, making different types of foods and stuff like that. So it's like I might not have experienced... All of Jamaican culture right. while I was 
physically living in Jamaica. Yeah. But I experienced like truly Jamaican culture right. while I was living here. And that like that's beautiful because that's like the same like thing for me, you know? It's like that's the dope part. It's, it's like fucking great. yo, like you you experience your culture in a just a different in a different way. It's not to say when you go to Jamaica that you're not Jamaican or like you don't no, no, connect no. with it, but then you're here, it's it's this blend of like yeah. all right, yeah, like and you know what too? I think it makes you hungrier for it. Yeah. Because it's also like, like for instance, like when I go to Jamaica, I, I was planning on going there maybe like next year or something. When I go to Jamaica, I'm, you know, I'm gonna get like an Airbnb or something yeah. and try to live like more like in the city, right? And really see what it is in yeah. that sense. Yeah. You know, and it made me hungry for that because I remember going to the resort and I was just like, this isn't what I yeah, want. Yeah. Right. Right. This isn't what I like, want. Like you want to be like with the people <laughs> yeah i want to be with the people man and like do shit and yeah. it doesn't mean that i want to fucking you know you don't want to be at a resort <laughs> i don't want to be at a, a resort i don't want to farm but i also don't want to be in a resort i yeah. need something right in the middle yeah i want to do whatever the fuck i want but i want to see what the country really is right. in and of itself you know so there's a lot of shit like that uh i, I wanted to ask you though you know being from uh taiwan yeah but living here and have and having done psychedelics, does it seem strange to you uh, that, you know, uh, a place like Taiwan and a lot of other Asian countries are so against uh, psychedelic drugs and things like marijuana, yeah. even though the culture is very, very open minded in the sense of freeing yourself yeah. spiritually? Yeah. Is that a weird paradigm for you? Yeah, that's like I, I I mean, I don't think I ever like thought about that. Definitely I think there's like a a, a conservative culture of of just like drugs. Also like yeah. you know, like being in America and all the uh you know, for lack of a better word, propaganda that I think is like fed into you know, just like this idea that weed's like horrible yeah, and this yeah, yeah. and that. Of you course. Know? Yeah, so yeah. I think like there's there's that. But then also it's like, um yeah, like wait, what was your question again? Well, my whole thought, well, it's like kind of a long question, but the whole thought of just like psychedelics, you know, here yep. and everything, like people have done it's frowned upon, but people have done them here. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, and it's not in the culture. Yeah. In the same way. But right. In it, a lot of yeah. Asian countries, I know more for like Japan rather than like Taiwan, right. but like, you know, a lot of Asian countries are more into, I wouldn't say mysticism, but just general right. spirituality yeah, yeah, yeah. of freeing your mind and freeing yourself and being That's unleashed cool. from yeah. the mortal body. Right. So why is it yeah. that there's that cut up? What is this yeah. whole thing with the, there seems to be this constant like divide right. of like spirituality and then complete yeah. like conservativeness yeah like yeah. in the asian community i i, I didn't i don't yeah, understand like it. i think that that might just be like a a legal like kind of like a legality thing like of course there's this like a uh, spiritualness that i think exists in 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 asian culture and i think it exists in american culture too but then also we also have this yeah maybe like idea that oh like you shouldn't do these things because it's it's illegal or it's bad or gotcha, we don't know yeah. about it gotcha you okay. know and like i think uh like i'm sure psychedelics and drug use not that it's like an amazing thing exists in asian culture too but then it's like 
you know, I just don't know if it's like, uh, yeah, maybe people just do it kind of like on the slide. Yeah, without like. I, I, it just always that. tripped me out because I'm just like, I, I couldn't like imagine somebody like listening to, and maybe this is like uh, a yeah. uh, total like um, uh, lame analogy, but I can't imagine somebody like. I don't know, quoting Confucius or something, and then being like, "Weeds weird," you know. Yeah. There's so many like weird, prov- like I don't know, like so much more shit that like I think you're right. There's spirituality in America, right. but I think America specifically has like a very, very like kind of like fire and brimstones yeah. type of spirituality. Yeah. Um, but also in the same know. way that I think you know, like. Uh, certain things might be spiritually free there also are like really concerned like might be conservative too you know so you'd be like all right and in taiwan too i guess it's a little bit different than uh china in the sense of like you know it's kind of like you know like i kind of like use this analogy i don't know if it's exact but it's like how hawaii is to the u.s okay yeah so like taiwan is is part of china technically on paper but it kind of has its own um uh politics and like i i ideas you know so it's like it is a little bit more like open to you know gay marriage and like well didn't know, they just legalize that right am yeah, i crazy yeah right right and then but then also it's like there's a lot of conservative ideas too you know so yeah it's yeah. like yeah the same thing too you could be like super zen but then it's like all right you gotta follow the rules and do all this yeah and that, but that's what i'm talking about that's why i'm like yeah because it's just like but i understand that too again like being jamaican it's yeah. like kind of that perfect comparison because like our culture is known for being super fucking chill right and it's like oh everything's iria yeah. whatever but then like they're not right. very about gay people yeah you know what i mean and you know, if you really look into the population, all of them are very, very Christian yeah. and stuff like that. So, and that's like the crazy part, like about, yeah, just like human beings, you know, it's like you could, you could, it's, it's like, you know, all these like stereotypes, like, you know, exist for a reason and they could exist, but then also you, you can't exist, you know, yeah. and like, and that's like uh the duality of man i like that you know <laughs> and i like that people have like ideas and that's where you know we talked about woke culture and trump and all this shit it's like as much as i don't agree with that like i have no issues with people being like all right i'm pro-gun or yeah. pro-life and it's like you know we just like try to put ourselves in all these like different boxes but it's like yo like my brother and i drove around you know, we experience racism in different capacities, but it's like, you know, you go there and you just like, you are in a, like we were in Texas, you know, like, and like, you know, like people like brought out guns and like all this like crazy shit, you know, you're like, all right, like we're definitely different. Racism definitely exists. But then also that like, I think there is a conversation that I think uh, can be had too amongst people that have different ideas. So you yeah. might be like, all right, I voted for Trump. And it's like, you like say, fuck you. Like, I don't care about, I don't care about you, yeah. but it's like, all right, cool. You voted for Trump. I don't care who you vote for. But I think, you know, I think number one, that's a very mature view to have, especially in this day and age. I think that's what makes you such a good documentarian. 
is you care more about the views, not proving somebody's views wrong. Right. You know, and uh, I think that's a very beautiful thing, man. And I'm I'm eager to see all the shit that you do yeah. in the future, man. Uh, I, I definitely I, I saw the documentary comedy during covid yeah. uh, and I very, very much loved it. Uh, so guys, please go check that out. Sorry, I know we're, I know I told you we we're gonna go a little longer. I gotta yeah. cut it off because my my fucking camera is about to Hell die. Yeah. We, so we, we gotta do this sign off real quick. Uh, guys, that's been dropping getting twenty with Phil Risden. I am Phil Risden. Please tell them where they can find this goddamn movie. All right, it's on it's on YouTube, my YouTube Brian Chu, and then also we're gonna screen it March twentieth. At the Producers Club. There you go. And then you could find all that on Instagram or whatever, too. All right. Perfect. And uh, your Instagram is? Brian C. Chu. Brian C. Chu. All right. Cool, man. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. That that has been uh, Dropping Me 20 with Phil Risden. I am Phil Risden. Make sure to check out his, uh, his movie, Comedy During COVID. It's about comedy during COVID. It's going to be a good one. Uh, great watch. And it's only about like 30, 40 minutes, right? 30 minutes, yeah. Fucking solid. I loved it. You'll love it. Check it out. Peace.